Destroys comedy. I am your host, Ross Parody Destroys Comedy. And today I am joined by the one, the only, the Jeremiah the Bullfrog. Ribbit. That's me. Hello. <laughs> or Jeremiah Dedo. Yes. Are you the bullfrog from the song or? No, no, no relation to the song. Um, my name is spelt differently. Okay, but that yeah. doesn't mean anything. Yeah, because the, the the frog in the song has a certain spelling of their name. Could have changed it. Could have. It could have changed it. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. You know that one? Yeah, no, no, I know the song. You know that one? <laughs> no, the song. Is that, is that song about you? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was about me. Uh, it is about me, and oh. I, I was a bullfrog, but I'm not anymore. So you're changing your story. I'm changing it. Who knows what's real anymore, Ross Purdy? Well, people who come to this show know that they shouldn't trust anything. No, trust nothing. Believe everything, trust nothing. Or believe nothing, trust, trust nothing. Eat everything. Everything. Yeah. Why not eat everything? Yeah. It's, yeah, I like that. <laughs> How do you live your life in the eat everything mantra uh i guess it's the yes mentality that's how one would make that work um also what is eating is eating characterized by like just chewing on something or digesting it It, it's the whole shebang chewing has to pass through chewing swallowing digesting and excreting excreting yeah you have so that that is eating that is well excreting will be great what what happens if you if you like if you put something in your mouth, chew it and and swallow it, but then it just like ends up there. Have you eaten it? And it just stays there. And yeah, just... like chewing gum. You see, no one's ever eaten chewing gum. They've chewed it and then swallowed it. Thereby, no. Does anyone swallow bubble gum though? How else does it like consciously? Yes. Yeah, I've consciously swallowed it before. Okay, but you haven't... You've chewed it. Yeah. You've swallowed it. Consciously. You don't digest it, though, because it just stays there. It just stays there, yeah. It doesn't digest. It doesn't excrete, really. Therefore, is it eating? It's not eating. Great. It's not eating. Uh, Have we figured that out? Yep. This is a long walk to nothing. It's great. I like it. We figured something out. But then, hey, trust nothing, believe of nothing... But eat everything. Eat everything. And you're playing around with that coaster right now. Do you want to eat that coaster? Do I what? Do, do, I... do you want to eat the coaster? I mean, it's looking tasty. It's got like a, it looks like a, an uncooked papadum. Wow. I haven't seen an uncooked papadum before, but I'm not sure it'll, it'll look like that. That's what they look like. And then you put them in the microwave, the ones you buy at the shops anyway. 
uh, and then they then they like heat up internally and they blister and they just go and then they become like a, a crunchy papa dumb. Uh-huh. And if you're saying that if we microwave this coaster, yes, it will <laughs> become a papa dumb. And then you can eat it. Right. It. Yeah. But will you be able to chew, swallow, digest? Yeah. Okay. Oh, the whole four. The whole four. The whole four. The big four. The big four. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. So, Jero, explain explain yourself to the listeners who yep. only know you from the last two minutes. <laughs> uh, who am I? I'm a, uh, I'm a guy. I do comedy. I'm a comedy guy. Okay, I, but that doesn't help. No, not at all. I, I'm a optimistic, uh, enthusiastic clown. That's what I am. What clown isn't optimistic and enthusiastic? Although sometimes I'm cynical. Okay. But I'm optimistically cynical. What Do is, the, is what's the tension between those two? You're both. They what at opposite ends? Because you're optimistic, but at the same time. I don't know. Like I find I often complain about stuff, but I'm like, ah, it doesn't actually bother me, and it'll be fine in the end, and we've got nothing to worry about. But here's some grievances, some mild grievances I have. And, you know, I'm jaded about X, Y, Z, but at the same time, I'm really grateful and happy to, you know, have whatever, you know. It's this weird duality of life, Ross. That, that's who I am. I'm a, into the duality of so life. So are you a Gemini clown? No, I'm a Cancer. You're a Cancer clown? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and I like a good pun. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do improv comedy, I do sketch, clowning, bit of acting where I can. And yeah, I like to perform, I like to teach, and I like just to muck around and be silly. All right, you're a teacher, huh? Yeah. Breakthrough break to me. Breakthrough to you? Breakthrough to me. I'm an inner city kid. You're an inner city kid and you need, you need some guidance. I need some guidance in my life. What would you tell me? What I'd tell you, Ross, is that you know, life isn't about uh, going out of your comfort zone. It's about extending that comfort zone. It's about taking all the opportunities that are afforded to you, finding them and and uh, breaking through them and, and finding ways to, to enjoy them uh, to the best of your ability. I think, I think you've got a lot of potential, kid, and the only thing getting in your way is yourself. So step aside and thrive. Is this the type of thing you teach your students? I mean, yeah, sometimes if they need it. <laughs> sometimes. When has a student ever needed that? Uh, doing work in like high schools, some kids, like you got to have a chat to them. You're like, come on, man, what's going on? Why are you being disruptive? Like everyone's here wanting to learn. What are you, what are you doing, dude? You just kind of have that frank discussion with them. And then, yeah, and then they, then they realize, oh shit, I don't have to impress this guy. I just got to just be here. Just be present. Just have a go. Yeah. Right. He's worried the whole time that you're going to walk out on him, say you're going to pick up some cigarettes and never come back. That's it. The amount of times I've had to threaten that. Oh, I don't even smoke, but now I've developed a nicotine addiction. Just from walking out on all these kids. Yeah. And That's... saying I'm picking up cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. You can get a nicotine addiction just from touching cigarettes. These things are toxic. Yeah. 
one thing I've realized that I do, and I, I don't know why, it's it's a bit yucky, is whenever I see like an empty pack of cigarettes, I'm, I'm just eternally curious if there's any cigs inside. I don't smoke, never have, never will. But I always open up a packet of ciggies just to see if there's anything inside. Are you hoping that there's a kind of like like a lottery ticket in there maybe? Someone put a lottery ticket inside? Oh, no, maybe someone's put 20 bucks in there. I don't know. Do people hide stuff? Do you, do you smoke, Ross? I do not smoke. Have you ever smoked? I, I I don't plan on smoking anytime soon. Ah, nice pivot on the question. <laughs> the elusive, mysterious Ross Purdy, he'll, in however many episodes of this podcast, will never admit to smoking. Well, what? how many episodes are we in? 122 now. Have you ever admitted to it? I'm sure in the heat of improv, I've pretended that I've smoked. Ah, nice. Well, I wonder, maybe maybe there is like a $20 note in some cigarette packets. Maybe. And you're just staring at this packet. Yep. And you're not going to dig inside and see if it's $20. Well, no, I open it up and then nine times out of ten they're empty. I found a couple of like full ones though. Really? And I throw them in the bin where they belong. <laughs> yeah, that's right, listeners. I don't care. <laughs> Sounds like you do care. I do care about about things, yeah. If you're throwing, if you if you throw it in your mouth and go, I go light it up, baby. Then eat it. Yeah, you light it up and you eat it. I had a friend once who used to eat cigarette butts to try to impress people. What? Yeah, we were 16, 17. He used to, he used to just like munch on them, like people would put them in like a half finished beer, and he'd be like, "Do you dare me to drink this?" I'd be like, no. He'd be like, "I'll do it, I'll do it," and then would drink like half a beer with cigarette ash and cigarette butts in it, and then eat it. Yeah. And how did that inspire your comedy? Um, it hasn't yet, but I'll find a way. <laughs> I'll find a way. So your next show. My ne- next show. Cigarette beer. Yeah, beers and ciggies. Siggy beer. Siggy beer. Hoppy cigs. Hop cigs. Yeah, it's a w- working title. Hop cigs. <laughs> <laughs> So you're a salesman for a brand new type of beer. Yeah. That yeah. has cigarettes in it. Ashed up little ciggies. Well, you can get your nicotine hit uh, while you're getting your, your beer hit, you know? Sure. Okay. Yeah. And this is great. How are we going to make this into an hour, though? Into an hour? We're going to make it into an hour. Of podcast? Of your show. Oh, for my show. Yeah. Oh, quite easily. Um, <laughs> quite easily. Quite easily. Yeah. I mean, you'd start with, uh, oh, easy. Yeah. You'd start as like a cool guy handing cigarettes to the audience. Uh, and then, and then you'd come back in as like the, the cigarette inspector and you'd take them all off. Um, but you'd leave one person with a cigarette and then, and then you'd bring them up on stage. Uh, and then you'd ask everyone for a lighter and then you'd light light the cigarette but it wouldn't actually light because it's not a real cigarette um that's that's all i've got so far in my experience yeah barely anyone ever has a lighter exactly (laughs) that's exactly sometimes you might be lucky that someone has a cigarette in the audience but then they have to roll it up yeah roll up a diary for like five minutes it really stalls the show that could be funny though be funny trying to like roll a cigarette while you're trying to like do some material do some like comedy stuff it's a working it's a it's a work in progress it's a work in progress unless like you dressed up as a beer and got people to throw cigarettes at you 
That could be funny. Or, or the yeah. venue will not be a fan of you. You can dress up as a cigarette and have people throw beers at you. Beer water bombs. That's brilliant. Because you're like a lit cigarette because your hair's on fire. Not actually. I'm doing inverted commas, but you can't say that. Quote, unquote, Quote hair's unquote. on fire because cigarette doesn't have hair. Yeah, but it's like the the bit of like a rolly that's like, you know, that hangs out the end of it. All right, Mr. Logic. Yeah. Sorry, I like to I like to find the logic in in these moments. If you'll notice all of my shows have an inherent logic to them. Mm. I did notice for rapper logic in your show. Yeah? Which logic? You came out, did a song about, you know. What was that big song of his? Which guy? Logic. Oh, lo- the logical song by Scooter? <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Logic of a rapper did a cover of the logical song by Scooter, oh, which itself was a, already a cover of a song by Supertramp. That's true. Uh, and and I don't know if you know this. This is a fun fact, but that song was actually made using Logic Pro. Ah. Which is uh, sound editing software for those that don't know. Yeah. Uh, and it was actually performed on a Logitech um, hardware setup. Uh, so how much do you know about Scooter? I I know a couple of things. What do you want to know about Scooter? What's his deal? His deal? Uh, you can actually, you can actually, oh, I read a thing about this. You can actually hire him and he's one of those DJs. It's like, it's only like, I think 50 grand. 30, 30 to 50 grand. I think he was like on the lower lower edge of things. Or maybe it's less. I don't know. But I remember reading a list of like DJs that you could have high, like hire them for your party. And he wasn't that much really. Well, he's only got that one song. No, he's got the other one. J'adore Hardcore. It's like it's sampled from the House of the Rising Sun. Is that it? What a song to sample. Yeah, it's a good song. Do you want to hear about a house of sin that's ruined your life while you're just going off your head? The house of sin. Is that what it's about? House of the Rising Sun. Yeah, I didn't know that. I just heard it in the darts competition. You know dart people? People that that play darts? Yeah, they lost everything. Yeah, that's maybe that's why that's the song. Like... (laughs) If they hit like a triple bullseye or something or like the 180, that's the points, everyone erupts and they're just like, that's a true fact. And how does this inspire your comedy? Uh, I think it's important to capture the connection of community. And that in itself is inspiring, Ross. Inspiring is to, to, to do what? To, well, there, there's some inspiration. Why do I feel like this is an interrogation? <laughs> I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> this podcast isn't an interview, it's an interrogation. I've said this before. That's right, it destroys comedy. You're trying to break me. Trying to break down what I do. Well, Ross Petty disrupts comedy. Doesn't sound as good, does it? Disrupts comedy. <laughs> I'm more a disruptive than a destroyer. Yeah? 
destabilizes. Destabilizes. De de-escalates comedy. <laughs> oh, I escalated to its very apocalypse. Yeah, the nth apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a mathematical formula for comedy, do you reckon, Ross? Obviously. What is it? It's it's uh, the many numbers of pi. Oh, yeah? How many? Divided by four. Why four? Because four is the funny number. Oh, I thought it was because it was the four things that you eat. Like the whole, as a callback to before, when you eat, you know, the big four. The big four. The big four. And that is, for people who don't remember, chewing. Yep. Swallowing. Yep. Uh, digesting. Yep. Excreting. And that can be applied to comedy quite easily because you have to chew the comedy. So you have to like absorb it. Uh, you have to swallow the comedy. You have to understand it. To digest the comedy, you're processing it and excreting it is you laughing. And sometimes when you do comedy, you eat shit. That's true. You ever eaten shit? On stage? Yes. Yeah, I have. I've, I've, I've had a, a fair few flops in my time. But um, yeah, yeah there's, there's been a few. You learn from them. You learn from that flop on stage, that, you know, doing a big shit on stage. You're like, oh boy, I have to adjust. I have to change something. And then you change. And then, then hopefully it works out. Usually it does, as long as you change. As long as you change. As long as, yeah. If you just keep doing the same thing, the audience will hate you more and more. And then they'll leave and start walking out. But I've, I've, I've only had, and kind of I kind of want more. I don't know why. It's this weird thing, I think, doing clowning. You, like, want people to walk out, kind of. I've only had, like, three or four walkouts in my time. Mate, you don't want more walkouts. Yeah. You don't want more walkouts. No? How many? I'm, I'm sure your shows have, have had a few walkouts in their time, Ross. I definitely feel like my last show had probably the most walkouts. Yeah. It also got the most attention. So more people, more opportunities for walkouts. walkouts. It's an interesting thing. But I guess like if, if you were doing a show and that brought 100 people, but you had 10 people walk out. Still pretty good. For me, that's a, still a great show. It's just 10 people. I'm like, yes, please leave, you know, if you're not enjoying it. But, you know, if, if you've only got 20 people and you don't have any walkout, that's still pretty good, isn't it? I'd be happy with 20 people in a crowd. Five people. <laughs> yeah. Would you rather have Would you rather have an audience of like seven people who absolutely love what you're doing or an audience of 100 people that half walk out? <laughs> I don't know. But how did half a half feel? They loved it. Not as much as the seven. But Not they, as much as the seven. Like at varying degrees. Average of those other 50 people uh, were like 80% of the seven people. Some more, some less. Okay. Do I want to perform more? Do more people perform more? Do I want to appreciate the audience? Yeah. Do you want like a... The part of me that wants money wants more people. Yeah. But the part of me that wants adulation wants the appreciative audience. But the appreciation of like the the seven people, the intense appreciation of seven people versus the above average appreciation of 50 people. Above average is still pretty good. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. But then there's like, let's say there's 10 of those 50 people who are hating it, hate it so much they're not going to walk out. But they're not going to walk out because they think doing that will give me the satisfaction of something. Yeah. It won't. 
No, absolutely not. You can tell. You know, why are you here? <laughs> you can tell them. Yeah. I was watching a show recently that had some mime in it. An audience, I could overhear these two audience members. And they, they just didn't grasp the mime. They're like, what, what was that? And the other person was like, oh, he's put a record player on. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. What, what are they doing? Oh, eating. Oh, is that a fork or a spoon? I think it's a spoon. Oh, I did, I did it with a fork. Why is he using a spoon? And I, and I found that quite, quite humorous. Well, the intricacies of like what utensil to use for what food. Yeah, but I think... Every- what was this mime miming that they were eating? Uh, it was ravioli. Okay, that's more of a... I it works, right? Doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interchangeable. So I found right. it interesting that that was like a point of contention. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Or a point of confusion. It's like it's, there's a utensil. Like, the issue isn't what is that? How is that person eating this ravioli? It's, it's like, why are they using what a spoon instead of a, a fork? Or yeah. why are they using a fork instead of a spoon? Yeah, but it shouldn't be. It should, you should just watch <laughs> it and just be like, oh, I understand. They are eating ravioli that they spoke about. Yeah, yeah. I think they're just giving themselves to the nitpick. That's, yeah. I don't like that audience because I've got lots of holes in the bits that I do. It doesn't, like I said, it had logic. There's some logic, but it, there's also like people to watch me and be like, wait, but before you were over there, but why is that like that? Here's my advice. What's your advice? You throw so much nonsense at them. People won't have time to think. That, that is a classic Ross Purdy writing technique. <laughs> like, yeah, why? Why write 10 jokes when you can write 30 jokes and layer them all at the same time? Yeah? I mean, apparently it's a dumb idea to do that, but I think, I don't know. I think it can work. I think, I think you make it work in your show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah, like two nominations. Yeah, two, two nominations. Guy from The Age hated it. Really? He hated it. Oh, what did he say? He gave it half a star. Half a, mate. That's pretty good, though. <laughs> Have you gotten other stars, or is that the only star review that you've gotten? For vi- oh, I've gotten a few. They're very a, low. Very low. Jeez, that's people don't understand. You misunderstood, Ross. I misunderstood for my time. Well, someone, someone who like gives out awards considered me, so I don't know. That's, but I think that's really fun to like juxtapose that. I know I've got I've got some friends who have gotten one star reviews and five star reviews for their shows. And they love it. And I think that's that's comedy. That's comedy. That's when you you see, you bring people in, Jared, but I push them away. And that's why they keep coming back. <laughs> yeah, I neg my audience. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. That's just what it is. I'm negging my audience. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah. You reckon? Yeah, I guess so. I don't neck my audience. You don't neck I'm just playing into that perception of what that critic was saying. Did they say that you neck your audience? No, but they were like, this is clearly just for him. I mean, isn't all comedy? Isn't all comedy in some way just a... For the performer? I mean... That's, I mean, that... You have to enjoy what you're doing, right? That's what I... Yeah, my, my shows are predicated. Is that the word? Predicated on the basis that I'm having fun. And if I'm enjoying it... And hopefully the audience will enjoy because it's no fun watching a performer clearly hating what they're doing, yeah, right? Absolutely. If I'm not having fun, why should the audience have fun? Yeah, if I don't like it, what point? And that's why yeah. would I think an audience like it? It's interesting. It's one of those criticisms that 
you can switch it around and make it a positive. Yeah. Right? Like, it's only a negative when you don't like it. But you can, mm. yeah, I don't know if this makes sense. We're getting into the nitty gritty of comedy now. This is not That's what this right. podcast is about. What, 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 what is it about? <laughs> Let's pivot. What, what do you want it to be about, Ross? Ask me a question. What do you want it to be about? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm here. I've, I've, I've gotten no previous information about this. So I am, I'm ready to go. I'm just wondering, yeah, what is your... What is your knowledge of this show? Just that it exists? I, I am aware it, ex- it exists because I see you posting about it. Um, I'm not a podcast person, so I, I don't listen to any podcasts, uh, really, unless I'm, like, forced to for, for work, which has happened. Uh, well, not forced, but highly encouraged. How were you forced? I wasn't forced. They were just like, this is a really cool thing that you should listen to and it would really help the team. So I was like, all right. Sounds like a recommendation. It was, yeah, it was a strongly recommended. It was a strong recommendation. That's not being forced. Yeah, but I was like peer pressured. Uh, but it was it was interesting. It was a really cool thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, don't, I never have the time for podcasts, Ross. I don't listen to them. And I want to be better at it because I feel it's interesting. But I don't know. I just zone out and get distracted and then just go and do other stuff. So well, you should go out on long drives more. I need a license for that. I don't have a license. Right. Yeah. Or a car. Okay. Well, those are two things you need. Yeah. The two most important things and distance. That's the third. And distance. You live too close. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think you feel like you live too close. You live too close to everything. And I, I need, I need headphones and I need, yeah, I catch public transport sometimes, although less in Melbourne, although I want to start, I, I think I understand how Mikey works. So I think I'm, I'm I can catch trams now. Yeah, so you just came here from Melbourne from, uh, from after, s- after being based in Sydney for a for uh, your whole life. You, were, you were, what, what is your story? Well, who am I? <laughs> circle back. Um, I was born in in a small room in a hospital, like oh, a yeah. lot of other people. Uh, I know I was born in Sydney. Grew up in Sydney. I've lived over in in France a little bit while I was studying over there and with family at one point with my grandparents. And then I decided to move to Melbourne this year. And I, I made made the move a month ago. I've just been hanging out and just getting used to it all. Been living in Fitzroy for a bit. Was now I'm in Parkville and now I'm moving to Richmond to like properly settle down. So mm. that'll be cool. So I'll have to catch the train a bunch, I think. Train and tram. Train and tram, which isn't too bad. Like I'm used to it in Sydney, but just my keys. Oh, I don't get it. So expensive. Yeah, that's why you need a car. Yeah, but and a license. I'm working on it, Ross. If, if anybody work. can can teach me how to drive, please like and subscribe this podcast and uh, send Ross an email that he can forward to me. Do people get your email address? Oh, they get the Facebook page. Sweet. So, so just message the Facebook page. Message or actually just follow me on Instagram and then mes- message me directly. We can bypass Ross. We don't need to bother Ross. No, you can just please bother me. Oh, okay. Well, I, got, se- I got nothing to do. Send a message to Ross and, and me as well. Uh, and then I'll just send peri- periodical messages to Ross and check in. Yep. 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 Does that, does that work for you? Sounds good. Perfect. I was going to ask actually mm. Melbourne versus Sydney. Here we go. How do you feel? Uh, what metric, what criteria would you like to explore with this? Okay. Beef. Okay. You performed in both now. Yes. 
You have a lot more experience in Sydney than Melbourne. Yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, Performance-wise, the culture, but arts culture, what, uh, what Melbourne, do you feel? Melbourne wins, hands down. Melbourne wins. Yeah. Sid- Sydney's got some amazing comedians and artists uh, that, are, that are really slugging away and, and making some cool stuff in Sydney. Uh, and they are, yeah, super inspiring. Uh, there are some great comedy rooms happening, but Sydney, I was talking to someone about this a couple of days ago. I feel Sydney is like 80% stand-up, 15% improv, and 5% alternative comedy. That's like the makeup of, of Sydney comedy at the moment. Um, whereas I feel like Melbourne has got a nice spread over the different genres of, of comedy. Um, which is really cool. And there's just, yeah, people in Melbourne are more open to going out to seeing stuff. There's a culture of culture. So people are just more culturally motivated. Whereas in Sydney, people are like, I want to watch this show. How's it going to benefit me? How does this help me? You know? Hmm. You don't feel Melbourne? You don't feel Melbourne does that? I mean. Not in the same selfish kind of way. Give it a, give it a bit. Give it a bit. Give it, give it a bit. Maybe I got the rose-colored glasses on. So you got the rose-colored glasses on. You're in a new place. It just seems it's exciting. Everything, everything just seems like vibrant, and it's like you know, it's like I mean, this is very extreme, but but some could argue it's almost like going from East Germany to West Germany. <laughs> Jero, a controversial. Comedian. He said. He said it. <laughs> he said it. He said it. He ain't afraid to go there. That's right. I'm. I'm. I'm comparing the Sydney and Melbourne comedy scenes. No, and I'm. Look, I should say I, I'm very grateful for all the opportunities that I got in Sydney, and it's and it's really wonderful. But the the biggest frustration is there's a lack of venues, uh, and the government aren't supporting the arts nearly in the same capacity, anywhere close to what is happening in Victoria, and that's just the the kind of there's just not the money in it and the funding. So. People are grinding away every single day to try to get it going. Um, and there's, yes, as I said, there's some amazing stuff and and it's it's great, but it's just hard when it's from up above. There's no help, you know? Yeah. I get political sometimes. And here's the type of time to show where we're going to take our hats off. Yeah. You're the only one wearing a hat. I, my, my hat is off. Okay, yes. And we're reaching it out and asking the government... Please, government, please give me some money. More, more art, please. I just want some colours in my hat. I don't, this is a grey hat. I want it to be a rainbow hat. And then the conservative government's like, no, unless we can monetize it. Oh, you're going to say I'm bad if I give you money. Exactly. Well, that's pretty much it, right? The other, the, the, there is a really cool venue that's just opened up uh, in Kings Cross, I think, or in Darlinghurst or somewhere in Sydney, which I'm really pumped for. It's a three-story comedy venue. It's got like a cabaret stage, a stand-up area, and like a black box theater for like theater stuff. So that is super exciting. So look, it's coming, it's happening, it's, but it's you know, it's got to change it up. It's, it's a, a it's a slow walk. That's right. Got to learn to walk before you can run. That's exactly it. And the government, let's just say the arts was a baby. Yeah. And the government's not teaching the baby how to walk. It's just plopping it down and going, you figure it out. Go. It's not helping in any way. Meanwhile, it's enrolling the sports baby in all sorts of cool programs. (laughs) 
Well, the sports baby is just more exciting. Sports baby's jacked. Sports, sports baby's wrong. Oh, a sports baby. Sports baby's jacked. Is this going into Hopsigs? What's Hopsigs? Your new show. My new show? Yes. Oh, Hopsigs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep yeah, up. Yeah. Keep up, Jerry. Sorry, I just I'm forgot. F- I'm throwing a million ideas and I will remember them and I'll bring them back at any time. I love it. Hot Sigs. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that, that's going to be an integral part of the show is Sports Baby's going to come out and uh, and essentially like shame the entire audience for not being as fit as Sports Baby is. Yeah. So really you have to come out wearing a diaper. You have yeah. to come out wearing a diaper, holding a f- like a football. Yeah. With like a, uh, uh, what team do you go for? Sydney Swans. Sydney Swan- with a Sydney Swans uh, scarf. Yep. A beanie. Yep. And that's the sports baby. Maybe you got like a drawn on muscles as well. Uh, the sports baby's got real muscles. <laughs> so what, you're going to work on your body? Oh yeah, it's me being sports baby. Absolutely not. Uh, no, you're right. Drawn on muscles. Or one of those like fake muscle. like The muscle suits? Yeah, like a muscle suit. That could be cool. If you know where to get a muscle suit, please hit me up on Instagram and let me know. I really would like one. It'd be really funny. Just look it up online. Yeah, I don't want to have to pay top dollar. Also, I like recycling and reusing stuff. That's why I got a free printer today. I got a free printer. I'm so I'm so excited. See, he's he came right in here, listeners. Yeah. Bragging about his free printer. Yep. And my bowls. I got some bowls. You got some bowls. Plates. Plates and bowls. Yep. And a free printer, all of it for free. You got it for free. So this guy, he's a real, he's a real, he's a real uh, frugal. Yeah, I, I'm very frugal. I, I, I don't mind spending money on stuff if the value is there. Like you know, I bought, I spent a hundred dollars on beach balls. Yeah, I noticed that. You did have a lot of beach balls in that show. $100 for 100 beach balls. I, I had the opportunity to buy 12 beach balls for $20. And I thought, Ross, that's got to be a better deal. Well, you got to go big or go home, right? It was absolutely. So I bought 100 for $100. Uh, and yeah. You know how many cameos you could have bought for $100? I, yeah, you're the master of cameos. How many could have I? It depends who I'm buying a cameo of. Right. Because some people are like 10 bucks, aren't they? Some are 10 bucks. I reckon for like a mid-tier, let's say Chappelle Corby type. Yeah. They'll go for about $50. That's not too bad. You, you might be able to get two. So what would, what would uh, if you could get me any cameo, Ross, what would it be? Who would you want? I mean. I, I, that, that's my question to you. I'm really curious to know who you think I would enjoy as a cameo. Of people that you, because you you look at it off. Have you looked at it recently, or just for? I haven't. I haven't looked at it recently. When you, when you're looking at it for your show, what who was on there that you think I would would enjoy a message from? <laughs> this is a hard question. Um, I don't know what type of things you like. I don't know. Well, would you want this in, in your show or just in general as just a in gift? General, this just is, just a gift. This is a gift. This is a gift for my thirtieth birthday. That was four months ago. Okay, well, clearly, um, Ken Bone. Ken Bone. <laughs> Who's Ken Bone? Remember Ken Bone? No. Remember the 2016 Trump election? Yes. Okay, maybe, maybe. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I do remember the Trump election. <laughs> maybe it's just me that remembers Ken Bone, but he was the guy that wore a sweater, and he was like an undecided voter, and everyone's like, 
if you just asked a question at the debate between Hillary and Trump and everyone's like, oh, how wholesome. He's just a guy that wants to know something. He's just an undecided voter. But then the next day it turned out he's like a real creep on Reddit. Ah, what was his question? Do you remember? I don't know what his question was. It was just something about the, the budget maybe. Who can, who can remember that? I will look. When I remember his comments on what his comments on Reddit were. Ken Bone. Yes. What a horrible name. <laughs> terrible. Ken Bone. And he wore a red sweater. Can you? Yeah, Ken Bone. It's probably not what he sounds like because he's from America. Ken Bone. He's, he sounded more like this. I'm Ken Bone. I'm, I'm Ken Bone. I'm Ken Bone. I have a question for, the, for Hillary and for Donald. That, that was it. That was it. Thank you. That was it. Now say it was Jennifer Lawrence's fault that those nudes were leaked. <laughs> but hey, I saw her butthole. I liked it. Is that what he was posting on Twitter? Yes. On um, Reddit? Yes. I don't remember what he asked in the debate, but I remember that. Oh, my goodness. That was a whole thing. Is that... Did they? Did everyone go to court for that? Did people get, like, charged? Was that was that the, um, the fappening or whatever it was called? Oh, yes. Yeah. Who remembers if anyone was charged for that? Should be. Like, yeah. I feel like someone was, but it just it disappeared, didn't it? It was tucked away. It was swept away. Swept away with a broom. That's, hey, that's Hollywood. They always find a way. Jeremiah Detto. Yeah. Jeremiah of a bullfrog. You're not yeah. a bullfrog. No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just a comedy guy you're just a comedy guy and that's that doesn't, it doesn't help because there's a lot of people i know that are comedy guys well what do i need a point of difference yeah no nah, not really not really oh i got one okay what is it um i i have never had a cup of coffee in my life there we go i'm the coffeeless oh, comedy guy oh and you're in melbourne now and i'm in melbourne watch out and you're in Melbourne now. You haven't had a coffee? Ever. I could use a coffee right now. Yeah? Well, I can't help you. Can't help me because not only do you not have coffees, you don't make it. You don't buy them. Oh, I can make a good coffee. I make very good coffee. But how do you know it's any good? Because people tell me. Do people tell you it's good, but do you trust other people's opinions on coffee? Uh, yeah, my whole career. Well, I was going to say my whole career is based on trusting other people's opinions. On coffee? Uh, yeah, you should have let yeah. me finish the, <laughs> the correlation of coffee and comedy. Why do you think Jerry Seinfeld so successful? Right. Well, he's in a car and he's getting it with other comedians. That's it. There's a oh, watch out. Yeah. I think we need to stop this podcast. All right. I'm going to drive you down to the nearest coffee shop. Oh gosh. Am I being recommended coffee or forced to drink coffee? Oh, trust me. You're being forced. Right. This is peer pressure. I want to eat the coffee. <laughs> well, you can't eat coffee. Oh, I'll find a way. Because remember what we said before us. Yeah, yeah. So you you're going to get the coffee, freeze the coffee. Yep. And then eat the coffee. Perfect. <laughs> I was going to ask you if I have anything to plug, but. Yeah, I do actually. Okay. I'm doing my solo show uh, in Adelaide and Perth. Oh. It's called Mush. Um, Mush. It's very silly. I play a bunch of different characters. It's an award-nominated solo show for Best Comedy, Sydney Fringe, uh, and I'm really excited to tour it. Uh, we're doing Adelaide, uh, sorry, Perth, 
then Adelaide, and then hopefully Melbourne Comedy Festival. That's the plan. That's the, the whole trifecta. And then Edinburgh. And then Edinburgh. You have That's, a plan on going to Brisbane? I thought I'm thinking about it. I've got to put my application in. I just came back from Brisbane. Yeah, how was it? It was very good. I it was like, nice. Yeah. It was. Do you reckon they'd like Marsh? I'm I'm very pleasantly surprised they liked my show. So sweet. So I think. Yeah, I think they will. Yay! Yeah, if you got friends in those towns, let them know to look out for Mush. M U S H. That's my show. That's Mush. Now I'll tell you tell you about coffee. That's a bit like Mush. Oh yeah. When you freeze it and then you eat it. Have you done that? We're gonna do that right now. Let's do it. I'm gonna press this stop button, and after I press the stop button, we're getting coffee. We're getting coffee. Destroy, 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 destroy